Welcome to The Music Reel. I'm your host, Nicola Burton. And today my very special guest is Libby Lincoln. Now, Libby is a woman who, it has been said, is leading the arts and the cultural transformation on the Gold Coast. Now, she's one of this country's most experienced arts leaders. She's worked with the Brisbane Festival, Queensland Music Festival and the Out of the Box Festival, just to name a couple. Now, today I'm talking to her about the City of Gold Coast cultural strategy. So Libby, welcome to the Music Reel. It's so lovely to meet you and to join you in this conversation. How are Thanks. you going? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm glad it's Friday. Oh, <laughs> it's, I know. Even though it's still locked down, it's Friday still has a special meaning, doesn't Friday it? Friday still does. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So perhaps, Libby, you could tell us a little bit about the cultural strategy as well as the music action plan that um, the City of Gold Coast is doing right now. Sure. So the culture strategy was developed in about 2014 um, and it was developed in, in our city by the city of Gold Coast, which is the sixth largest um, city in Australia mm -hmm. and one of the largest councils. In fact, I think it's the second largest council. So it's a massive entity, um, but it was developed um, in special regard to the Commonwealth Games, I guess, um, where it was identified that if you're going to have a focus on a city, the city had to be more than bricks and mortar. It had to have a soul, it had to have culture, it had to have, have things that, that, that really, um, I suppose, spoke to the, its identity and also the, the depth of culture that was there. So they put in a, uh, quite a, um, I guess, a rich and um, visionary uh, plan that outlined steps towards accelerating the growth of a creative economy in the city. And that was called the Culture Strategy 2023. And there were three catalysts that were involved in that. One was the Commonwealth Games. They saw that as a huge catalyst in terms of all the artists, all the sector kind of aiming towards a big event that they could participate in with all the world's eyes on them. And that, I think, was highly successful. The second one is the um, Cultural Precinct that happens, um, that is being built at the moment um, in Evandale, uh, just back behind Surface Paradise there. So it's um, basically a theatre complex with a massive gallery going up at the moment and an outdoor stage. Um, and uh, that, um, as I said, is still progressing, but is starting to really change the way that the city speaks and talks about its arts and culture. Um, it's called Hotter, Home of the Arts. That's how that sits at the moment. And the third one was to identify um, a specialist unit of experts, I guess, that sat within within council that looked specifically at how we could help our arts industry and our arts sector really um, and so that's that's sort of my that's where I sit and the, and the strategy sits as custodian of that there's around 10 of us now in that unit um, everyone has very different skills um, but we all uh, usually have come directly from the industry from the sector um, and we act as a special engine, I guess, that advises both the mayor, councillors, but also develops bespoke programs that look at strategically developing areas of our city that have perhaps not as been developed as others. We are not, you know, as, as you know, we have got that history of growth of culture that other cities might have. Um, and we have to do some really strategic work in that place. So we have to know where we want to go. We need to put programs like this that take us there. And then we have to put our money where our mouth is, really. And I have to say that um, the budget 
for the next financial years being passed down. And once again, um, this, this City Council has been absolutely formidable in terms of their commitment to this sector, which is amazing. So it's, really <laughs> it's so good because usually we're right at the end of the line when it comes to budgets. I know yesterday the federal budget, budget was passed down. It was quite disappointing in so many ways, so many people falling through the cracks. So it's great to hear that the City of Gold Coast has such a high value for arts who would we be in this society without that sector? Yeah, I think, you know, there, there is a real um, acknowledgement and commitment, acknowledgement in the first place that um, you, that creative economy really does speak to, you know, economic growth um, and also um, lifestyle. So it's not just about economic growth, but it makes it a city where people want to live. And I think that what we see is that more and more, um, a lot of artists, especially musicians and all of that sort of music industry area have already worked out that they can come and live and have this incredible lifestyle in this coastal city, um, be very close to, um, you know, transport and international, national travel when you could do that um, and still, you know, still operate, um, you know, a fairly, fairly high profile career while living in this city and um, not having to pay the same rents and living expenses that you might have to pay in Melbourne and Sydney. So I think that's sort of catching on and I think that's what's going to make us a great city. Absolutely. It's a win-win for everyone really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I guess really the next thing that we really need to look at, you've got this cultural strategy happening and then 2020 hits and we've got this incredible experience where, you know, from March the 13th, there were no live shows. Mm. And it's going to be a long, painful, challenging recovery for the music industry. How does that impact, I guess, the structure of the strategy for you? Has it changed it in any way as a result of this? It totally has, Nikki. I mean, we have, um, you know, it's, it's hit everyone really, really hard. And I guess because we are so... Uh, linked, I guess, to our friends and colleagues out there in the industry, um, it can't but help impact um, in terms of how we operate our programs and what we prioritise. As a city, as an event city, and I'm talking very high level here, it's it's a challenge for a city that's always linked itself to you know major events, bring in the crowds, bring in the people. It's it's a huge blow in terms of how we view ourselves as a city, um, and so. Uh, I think there has already been a shift um, through the arts and culture strategy and through the music action plan, which I haven't spoken to you about yet, but there was, all, there was already a shift, which was trying to support much more the local ecology, trying to support local audiences a lot more and local artists a lot more. And that shift, I think, has only been, um, you know, highlighted and um, has been even more relevant at this point. And so... We, um, just our unit, for instance, in the Music Action Plan, I think, you know, we're all of a sudden a spotlight. Um, the shift has come, has shifted from, you know, those major events, from those international, those big tourist kind of stuff, down into our local economy and our local ecology. And we need to kind of find solutions fast and quick to use this opportunity to leverage um, what we can do. Um, so it's given us, a, it's, it is an opportunity but it's also, it's also we need to really quickly adapt. Um, I won't use the word pivot. <laughs> I know it's a drinking game. If anyone says unprecedented pivot or innovate, that's what 
um, a few of our listeners have said, if you say those words, we take a drink. Yeah, exactly. I think so that, I'm not saying that is better. Adapt. adapt. <laughs> um, look, and I think it's a really, I think it's fantastic um, in the sense that when I was growing up, I was a Brisbane girl. Um, where did I go for live music? Um, you know, I went, I drove down the highway to the Gold Coast yeah. and you know, there was iconic venues down there. The Playroom. Playroom, yes. Bombay Rock, all, you know, and, and we had this crazy, this is the 80s for anyone, you know, this is a long time ago. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we had these incredible bands also that were loved and cherished um, and could, you know, basically make a living through touring which is sort of the, is coming back as a new norm. Um, and it, there is an opportunity now for these local venues to really start to, um, you know, profile themselves within the community, be really cherished again, um, and profile our local artists and really build those audiences and really build that commitment to, to loving and owning that loyalty to, to our local product. Um, and I think that's an opportunity that um, we need to find how to do that as best and fast as we can and support it as much as we can in terms of what sort of programs and initiatives that we're rolling out. So we're putting a lot of effort into supporting music venues. Um, we're trying to find ways of supporting, um, again, using venues, because I think they are really pivotal here. Yeah. Um, use that word. Um, <laughs> You get away with that one. <laughs> okay, All right. Um, they're really they're really important, I think, in terms of providing that backbone. So we even have um, some of those businesses looking at at, at trying to find um, adapt their business model so that they're actually looking at streaming device. You know, putting their efforts into providing that streaming opportunity for artists. They need equipment, they need funding to do that, they need support, they need really great, um, you know, skill development, professional development in that space. So trying to really support and help where they want to go and how they want to get there. Um, so a lot of our grant programs are really responsive to that sort of request. Um, so trying to let the sector lead, um, which means, um, which means, yeah, we have to be responsive, I guess, um, because we don't know. We've just done a cultural survey, actually. Um, we've had a quite extensive response and it's going to be really interesting. It closes on 30th of July, June and it's going to be interesting to see the types of needs that these artists and these businesses do have um, and how that will affect, I guess, some of those programs we have rolling out. Yeah. That's great because what I'm hearing from everyone is that we recover from the local community pod out. That's it. It's the pub, the artist, the yes. local business, the local community radio station, the local, I guess, tourism operator, and we just branch out from there and gradually recover that way. So tell me a little bit about, I guess, the music action plan because that's going to become a part of this. Yeah, so the music action plan um, was, was a significant part of... Um, I guess it's come from the culture strategy, but it it really was um, a response to industry outcry when, uh, you know, we saw the demise, I guess, of that venue infrastructure in, the, in um, probably more than 90s yeah. in the city. Um, but, uh, you know, you had your last few remaining faves and we saw those venues closing down as well. And there was, there suddenly was a bit of an outcry and they looked to council as to what the hell is happening in this space. Um, and again, I, you know, I have to 
all credit goes to council, they, they took it seriously and, and decided that even though a lot of the, the issues were around liquor licensing, noise complaints and that sort of thing, yeah. that there was, was a role that council could play. Um, in supporting this business. So the music action plan evolved after years and years of going round and round, as you always know it does in some of these government things, but we got there. So we've got a plan that has about 25 actions um, and they're very, um, very specific actions that were written for the next, well, they started in um, 2019, I've lost my dates. 2018, it's due to finish next year. Right, so okay. It's just a three-year cycle. So, again, it was really looking at what we had to do to actually even get to the point where we were going to be attracting major tours, major promoters, that sort of thing. It's like the groundwork that had to be done before that. So, it's actually quite a boring plan in the sense that it isn't any, there's no sort of sexy stuff in there. It's actually really hard work, um, important groundwork, what I call housekeeping work that needs to be done to actually support the industry. So it does a lot of sector development and a lot of skill development stuff, the, the type of courses that Brad was talking about. Yes, this is um, music. Yep, yep. perfect. A lot of um, advocacy work we're trying, and we haven't even got there yet, but we're trying to work a lot more with um, with businesses to to understand the value of live music, but also to be better at live music to actually yeah. understand it as a business and what a business it is in terms of programming your audiences and and being net connected and networked and that sort of thing to um that's the sort of skill development side of it sector development business development grants we've got quite a significant amount of grants are going yes. in that space the next space is 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 even more boring but it's again it's the backbone it's actually regulatory change and planning amendments that need to take place so that we are going to provide businesses, music businesses, with more confidence about what um, council can do to support them. Yeah, so um, it's we've got um, a special entertainment precinct um, underway, which is very similar to what Fortitude Valley. It's the it's the right. legislative framework that Fortitude Valley used, and basically, it's just separating noise control from being a liquor licensing issue to being a council issue, which is kind of scary for council. But at the end of the day, it means we've got more control over where we want these venues to be. And we, if we want to support them, we're going to put, put out, you know, go in and back them really in that sense and try and do the best we can. So that's important. Then there's a lot of um, city reputation building, profile, changing perceptions of what Gold Coast is. And that's a whole lot of work done on, you know, promoter networking side of things to, you know, being on the map for tours, to understanding what venues we have and inbound delegations and that, that sort of thing. So really building that city reputation and that knowledge about who our audiences are, who our artists are, who our venues. Um, and then the fourth one is, is something called LEAD. And that's, again, it's, it's actually the city, um, the city, when I talk about council, you know, we, we did a, um, a bit of a, um, sort of a, a sort of audit. There are 18 different council areas that interface with live music in our city. 18. Wow. So, you, you know, you're talking about, you know, you know the, the city standards people who are setting conditions for noise management. You're talking about safety. You're talking about, you know, traffic. You're talking about planning amendments. Um, you know, events, people, it's just, and and the list goes on, city reputation, corp comms, 
you know, all of these people rely on live music or interface with live music, yeah. whether it's just been a tidbit of their little business. And so we've brought them all together and we've said, okay, the customer is the live music promoter, the live music venue, the live music festival. How can we be a city that's going to be more engaged, more responsive, responsive and be able to actually give back um, a more kind of coherent, confident, professional approach when these people approach our cities? That's taking time to make oh, the it's yeah. systemic change that needs to kind of happen within the back of council. But when you said it's not sexy and it's boring, <laughs> it's what I see. The thing is that you can't put on a show without all of that planning happening. Absolutely. Because what you see on stage is like zero zero one percent of everything else that goes on to putting a show yeah, on. Exactly. So there's nothing boring about that. I think it's great for people to understand what it takes to actually get a scene to happen. And it's really great to hear that the city of Gold Coast is investing in this scene because yes. it's such an important thing. And like everyone's hearing as you've been speaking, it's no mean feat. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. Planning. Yeah. It's and I think, great. Yeah. And I think the most important thing is, you know, for, you know, I keep saying is that we need to, we need to be listening um, to, our, to that sector, to that industry. Um, and really try and open up our places and spaces so that these businesses can can thrive really and have a role. Um, and it's and it's not it's it's not easy within the the legislative environment that a city council has. Um, but it's it's a cultural change, and I feel that as the city grows up, um, if these voices are at the table, and that's what we try to be, we try and be a voice at the table. Um, you know, this, these, it will be, it will become an automatic response to, to think about these types of businesses. Um, That's considering- great. I feel yeah. so optimistic after mm-hmm. hearing this from you today because yeah, so right. many people are so concerned about what they're facing, this uncertainty. But to know that one city in Australia, and it's just one city, yeah. that has invested so much into this. I think that we'll recover and we'll actually recover and reimagine in a place that we weren't before. I think it'll actually be better. Yeah. By the sound of what you're saying, it sounds like it will be actually this great symbiotic relationship between all of the moving parts. Yeah, so well done. That's great. Yeah, thank you. There's a great, I mean, I think that, that the government does value the, I mean, the, we, it does impact economic growth and that's just a fact and everyone has to take notice of that. And I also have to congratulate the industry. The industry has been incredible in this journey as well by kind of reimagining, trying to work out how they can best adapt and grow. And, and they are a creative industry and that's why they're going to do it. We're going to do it. It's not going to be an issue. We're going to get there, I, I think. Exactly. And I think it's really good for artists listening to this today. We'd have had no idea that this is going on in the background. So I think it's a wonderful chat that we've had i'm really happy that we you've actually shared this with us libby thank you so much i'll leave it there but i'm going to wish you the very best with the cultural strategy i will probably keep checking in with you guys because i think this is a story that needs to be shared often because artists need to understand what it takes to actually create this ecosystem i agree so yeah and to know people believe in them and you obviously do. The city of yeah. Gold Coast obviously yeah. does. So yeah. they put their man- money where their mouth is. So thank you, city of Gold Coast. And thank you, Libby Lincoln. It's been so great to meet you and talk to you today. You Best too. wishes. Thanks. See you later. Have See fun. You. Bye. Yeah. Thank